Hi everyone, welcome to Anita's World. Who am I? Who remembers those compositions we were doing in primary school? And this week I was thinking about that. I'll give you the genesis of where that came from. But when we do this composition of who am I, I remember we would write things like where we live, what tribe we come from, what we like, uh, our family, we would describe it. And a lot of what we said was based on the physical things we see and do of, of who we are. But even then, I don't know why, I still struggled with that composition even as a child. It was one of the easier ones, like you knew you'd pass because you know, uh, you know about yourself, so you can't really get it wrong. But for me, I still felt that there was something missing. And as I've gotten older, I think I've pondered this a bit more. And this week I was reading John chapter 1 verse 20. And this is where the priest and the livelihoods came to John and asked him, Who are you? What do you say about yourself? And this scripture really stood out in my mind. It also came on the on the backbone of having been requested to do a certain bio or introduction of myself to a certain group. And I struggled with it, man. People, I really struggle with this question. Whenever people tell me to, to do, <laughs> to, to define who I am or, or what I do, I find it a bit of a struggle because I find it very limiting. And let me explain a bit more why I find it limiting because I feel sometimes um, the, the, the answer people want is usually based on what our roles and our titles are. And and sometimes I feel I'm much more than just what I'm saying. Like what I'm explaining to them or telling them to do is like a third of what I'll spend my whole time doing. And yet I feel these are the kind of definitions we want that many times um, when people ask what you do, it's pegged on what is your source of income? I know. Um, and I feel that we are we are more than that. So anyway, so let me take you a bit further back. When I left formal employment at that point, it was a it was a redefining season in my life. Uh, because I realized that I hated the question of what you do after I had left employment. Because before I had a cliche answer that even I would still cringe and I'm like, okay, yeah. But this became even more pronounced after. Because I'd be like, okay, what do you mean, what do I do? Like, uh, at that point in time, I didn't have something that was bringing in a source of income. Yet, I was not idle. But because I felt that my response did not meet the standard that has been set by the world, that it began to play on, on, on me. And I actually be, had to go on a journey and ask myself, is my identity based on the things that I do and the titles that I have? And, and God did a saving work in my heart and I realized that pride had kept in that for me having an important title having a nice parking space were things that had begun to define who I was and when these were stripped away from me then I had to go back and ask okay God then really who am I who am I when you take away the accolades and the titles and and not to say that these things are not important but we are more than the things that we do and it also brought in uh, an element of do I know who I really am or have I let the world define to me who I am? Um, and in John chapter 2, verse 23 to 24, this was after Jesus had uh, cleared the temple of the people who had come to to sell things in the temple. And it was now uh, at the Passover festival in Jerusalem. And they say that many people saw the signs that Jesus was performing and believed in his name. 
but Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew all people. Now this has ministered to me personally that Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew how people are. So I stopped and I asked myself, have I entrusted myself and my identity to what people think that I am? Have I let other people in the world define to me what is important? Because we are all playing different roles and titles and and the importance we place on certain things has it been dictated by what the world standard of success and accomplishment looks like. So this week I went back and I was like, God, help me. Help me to, 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 to walk in the reality and the clarity of who I am, but also from your eyes as my maker. Because in John chapter 1, when Jesus was calling his disciples, it's very interesting. When, when Simon came, Jesus looked at him and called him and said, and called him Cephas, which means Peter, stone or rock. That Jesus was able to look at him and call out the purpose in the calling that Peter was not even aware of. And that's why I went back and I was like, God, help me to, 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 to see the things that you see because we are limited, because we are still growing and defining ourselves, but God knows the end from the beginning. So when we go back to him, he's able to call things out of us that we didn't even know that we had. And sometimes that is what is very limiting, that we, we only define ourselves by our circumstances and the things that we are seeing in our current season instead of calling ourselves by the things that are in the future. But it also made me stop and think, do we agree with what God is calling us? Because sometimes God can be calling you something, but you're negating it by the things you say or the things you do because you you don't have that insight and that revelation. Because in the same passage after he called Simon, then we see where uh, when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching him, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So what I love most is the response that Nathaniel had. He asked him, how do you know me? And I asked myself, how many of us, if God called you, you are so and so in you, there is no deceit. How many of us would actually say, oh, wow, that's me. Or would we let the limitation, the, the sins that have, uh, or that have bound us or the struggles that we go with every day to define us, such that even when God calls us out, in the perfection that he sees that we can't even accept that as ourselves. So I'm telling you guys, this was a process and a journey. And as you listen to me, I hope that you're not letting any limiting beliefs. Don't let your circumstances and the struggles that you're going through now define who you are because you are more than the circumstance and the situation. So even as I continue speaking about the challenge I have with roles and titles, um, don't get me wrong. I do think that the things we do are important. However, I don't think that they're they're the end all because I feel that society has put us in boxes and and that's the problem I have I feel that the roles that we assign ourselves sometimes are so limiting and and they they have a rigidity to them that makes us not see beyond them because we have so many gifts and talents but many times when I think of myself as an accountant that's it I forget that I'm also maybe great at golf I can sing I can do all these other great things but because I I limit myself to this I don't even give myself the option to explore the other things that God has has put in me and when I was trying to think of how to make this clearer I thought of the term professional and I, I felt it's one of those terms that I feel also puts things in a box. Because for me to be a professional, uh, not even the dictionary definition, but the picture I had in my mind, I felt that society had defined to us what a professional person is. And it was more defined by 
the kind of dress code they have, the way you speak, uh, how you have to look together and perfect. And, and my challenge with professionalism is I felt that it almost diminished the humanness in us and that we had to put aside our different facets of life. Like you almost have to hide your family life or your weaknesses or your struggles. And you have to come to work looking all put together and perfect and not showing any sign of weakness. And, and that is not who we truly are. That is who we are from eight to five. But even when you're eight to five, you're still thinking about so many other things. You're, a, you're still a daughter, you're a son, you're a father, you're a mother. There are all the roles that are calling to us that you can't just quite switch off. And and it's interesting, when I thought of professionalism, it, it, it also made me think of religion. Like religion can be defined in the exact same way. And for me, that was worrying. Because I felt that in religion, we have come up with a certain standard that people need to measure up to. And it may not be spoken, but even when we, just just when you look around church folk, and I put myself in the church folk, so please don't, don't, there's a certain dress code, there's a lingo, there's a set of rules that you need to live by. You almost need to look perfect that you've got it together, that you cannot show that you have any sin or weakness in you. And this is the problem I have even with the, with these titles that we assign ourselves even in the, can I say, in our Christian walk. And I thought about it. And one of the things that stood out to me is that when I'm around people who are not church folk, honestly, the, the, the one of the key things that stands out to me is the realness and authenticity I find in these spaces. Um, I feel that because of the religious standards we have put upon ourselves is a certain level of pretense and judge and being judgmental that we have and and this saddens me and yet it should be the space where realness and authenticity is who we are ah but i could go on and on about this but this is definitely a story for another day so for me i feel that life is one interrelated and beautiful um masterpiece and we should not segment and divide our lives into these little boxes where no one knows about what the other box is because you are the sum total of all these different roles and 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 titles and things you do and who you are and all this come together and i know i've spoken about this in one of my other podcasts about taking off the mask like the different people in your life if they were all put in a room would they all have a common description of who you are? Or does each person know a certain part of you based on uh, what, what, what face or what mask you put on when you come into that space? And for me, when I think of professional life, I think I see a picture of this great CEO who was trying to bottle fill his child before work and got milk on his tie and had to change it and showed up at work. Yes, looking smart, but still being human enough to understand the struggles that other people are going through and even showing his own humanness. Because many times when you're the leader, you're the one who almost has to give permission to the people who work with you to be able to show how human they are. It's a picture of... of a woman who plays all these different roles that even as she's coming into this workspace, she has family issues. You may have parents who are unwell. She she may be this great cook uh, when she goes home. She may be this great uh, risker driver. Who knows? You know, we are, we are all these different things. So when we come into this space, we need to come in the totality of who we are and allow other people to come into these spaces in the fullness of who they are. Um... And in Ephesians 2.10, we read that we are created uh, 
we are God's workmanship created for good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So yes, we were prepared in advance to carry out certain roles and to do certain things, but we should not let these things define us because we are more than these things and these things do evolve. And for me in my life I have done many things. And even in informal employment, it was one of those things that um I was multi-talented. And maybe that's why I've always struggled to define myself in a certain box. But even for everyone, the people have been very clear about uh, I'm an artist, I'm, 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 I'm a singer. But even in this, this is just one area of their life. You can be a singer and a great chef also. So I think every person should not limit themselves to just one thing. And this week I was reading the paper and I saw some very interesting statistics that made me think that despite me telling you that uh, we should not let everything we do define us, we should also be very clear about our strengths, our abilities, and our accomplishments. And why this is important? Because remember I've said all these different things that you're good at in the different spaces actually play into what you do. What many people don't realize is that you could be a great, you have great skills of parenting and these skills actually do translate into how you how you work in in your workspace but many times we don't see the interrelationship or the connection in this statistics they were saying that in terms of unpaid work that the average time a woman spends on unpaid work daily globally is about 3 to 6 hours while that of men is about 30 minutes and 2 hours now huh i know we we can, we can tear this apart guys <laughs> but And and that's why my heart goes out to women because I feel as women we carry so many hearts and so many roles and there's so many things that we do that sometimes we can't quite quantify and cannot can I say relate an income to and yet there's such significant roles that we play and that are so key and when we only peg our worth on the things that are bringing in income then we are also cheating ourselves of the true significance because I think when we look at the study uh, I enjoy studying work and at the time I did the theology of work and just seeing what are the rewards that should come from our work not all rewards should be monetary the people who who have a great paying job that they hate you know and that is still questionable you know so even for us uh for all people let's stop and think of ourselves in totality and not limit ourselves to only the roles and the titles that we feel are are bringing in can i say some source of income and as i come to an end because i know i've spoken a lot today is do i know myself enough not to allow the definitions of others to define me and not allow the world to tell me who i am because that's a thing if you don't know who you are don't worry the world is ready to tell you who they think you are and i can assure you that many times they are wrong so back to where i began in john chapter 1 remember the question john was asked for who are you and what do you say about yourself so this was john's answer john replied this is john 123 john replied in the words of isaiah the prophet i am the voice of one calling in the wilderness make straight the way for the lord I found it very interesting that he did not say I am John the baptizer, I am John the prophet or John the teacher. So as I leave you today, I leave you with this question. That as you stop and you think of who you are, will your response start I am so and so in the words of God or Christ to me? Or will your response be this is what the world has defined me? have a soulful week as you answer the question of what do you say about yourself 
Have a blessed week.